Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. I'm here with Adam, and we are going to talk today about success and missing the mark, because honestly, the two go hand in hand. The only way we get to a place where we feel like maybe we're succeeding is to go through the process of missing the mark a lot. And in fact, success, I think, is that process of learning along the way as we miss the mark. And one day, we won't be doing it as much. We'll continue to miss the mark because as long as we're growing, we're going to be trying things we've never tried before. And none of us gets things right 100% of the time. So let's talk about that process today, that process of being okay with missing the mark. First, be committed to the journey of discovery. A lot of times when we think about success, we think about having everything together right now, about getting all of the decisions correct, about making some sort of magical set of decisions that lead to exactly what it is that we want. But the only way we arrive at success is by being, being committed to the journey of discovery. We as creative people say that we want to be curious. We want to explore the world. And I think it's really important that we give ourselves the freedom to do that, both in our creativity, but also in the process of developing our creative skills. Yeah, and being curious and creative means that you don't always know where things are going to end up. And you have to just accept that that's okay. And you're not always going to know how something is going to turn out. Yeah, in the end of 2020, we opened a show here in Orlando called Dazzling Nights. and We sold that show out. There were more than 35,000 people that came to it. The next show that we produced was called Down the Rabbit Hole. And we sold that out before the show even opened. And there were like 8,000 people that, that we were able to, to accommodate for that show. And then this year, the first thing that we did this summer was a show called Recharge. And we probably only sold like 70% of those tickets. And that is totally fine. Like not everything that we make is going to sell out. Not everything that we make is going to be something that people come to in the tens of thousands. And that's okay. And one of the things that we can do along the way is recognize what connects with people. We learn things about how to market things, about how to communicate, the way we do that, and also how the things that we make connect with other people. And so we're just committed to that journey of better understanding how to make things and to gauge our expectations about each of those things based on how people might connect with them. Yeah, and the nice thing about when you do kind of hit a home run on something is it gives you a little bit more leash for next time to try something that's maybe a little more out there for and sure. kind of see if you can connect that to the audience that you've built. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but you know, those bigger successes give you a little bit more freedom to roam and try and be curious and find something else that maybe is more interesting. Another way we can walk down that journey toward a greater success is to give ourselves time to learn how. We don't have to start as an expert. Let's think about this in like terms of kids playing sports. When a kid is a little kid and maybe six or seven and you know they go play t-ball or they play soccer in a little like soccer league or whatever it may be, no one expects those kids to have it all together. And even as you know, kids continue to grow up and they're in high school, like high schoolers are not professional athletes. And some of them may go on to become professional athletes. But what we look at is we give children the space to learn. But for some reason, when we become adults, we stop allowing ourselves to learn. Like we gave ourselves permission to learn when we were kids. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of something interesting. I was reading an article 
today actually about how animals when they play fight with their kids Mm. they let them win 30 percent ish of the time Mm. in the play wrestling and the reason that they do that is they have the instinct of if i win every time then i'm not going to keep coming back for more Mm. but at the same time you don't want to let someone win all the time and that little 30 percent is just enough success that the you know the puppy or the little baby rat or whatever it is wants to keep playing so even though they're losing 70 percent of the time they're still interested in playing the game and i feel like for us sometimes we'll be kind of doing well doing a good job and then we'll have one setback Hmm. and it's like oh that i want to quit this is ridiculous it's interesting when you look at like games and like play fighting for that you know for that example as things that we give ourselves some level of permission to lose at, especially when we're fresh at it. But these things that we endeavor when it comes to our creativity, so many times we don't allow any space for that, which comes to the next piece of this process, which is allowing space to get things wrong. We eventually get the opportunity to make things with greater excellence because we've worked out the hiccups along the way. Like we get to, we get closer to success because we've messed up. And then we go through that process of evaluating what we did. And we learn those lessons of like, okay, what didn't work here? What didn't connect here? Uh, What could I have improved? What could I do differently next time in order to kind of make this a different thing? we give ourselves space to get things wrong in so many areas of our lives. But a lot of times when it comes to creativity, we expect perfection from ourselves. And the truth is like the things for me, like creating experiences, creating art installations, creating moments, like what I know today about that is vastly different and way more thorough than what I knew a decade ago. There would be times where I would think, okay, I can get this amount of work done with excellence in a day of work or two days of work. And now like I've been able to more accurately gauge how long things actually take, which sets me up for greater success. And it wasn't a failure when I got some of those things wrong in the past. It just was what it was. And I was on the journey of allowing myself space to get things wrong so I could improve in the future. Yeah, I think that's a big one because... When it comes to, especially when you're just starting out, like you're saying about giving yourself time to let things kind of grow. Yeah. Like I remember being in a band and the first time that we played a show at like a club where we had to sell tickets, I thought, all right, we're going to sell this bad boy out. Ticket sales is a big lesson to learn. Oh yeah. The first time that we played to like the sound guy and our parents, Uh huh. it's just like, man what are we doing here? Is this the right (laughs) thing? You know, and then the next show, maybe you can get 10 people to come or whatever it is. And watching that growth, it's like, if you just stop because of that first failure and don't give yourself that patience, like, you know, you're not going to get anywhere because you didn't even try past step one. So yeah, relatable. Brings us to the next idea that our journey towards success involves falling in love with the day-to-day of progression. So much of our progress happens in small steps that are a lot of times not even things that we are aware of or can visibly notice. It reminds me of 
this tree that my parents have in their front yard and there, you know, there'd be these seasons of life where I wouldn't see them for several weeks and I'd go back home and it was like, Oh my goodness, that tree seems like it grew a foot and got way more green than it used to be. And when we see trees every day, we're so unaware of the amount of growth. But if we step away from a plant, maybe you have a house plant or something and you've gone on vacation or you've gone out of town for three weeks and then you come back and it's like, well, well, hopefully the plant's not dead. Hopefully you had somebody take care of it. Been there. But if you did have somebody take care of it, maybe it's like you come back and it's grown 12 inches or something. And it's like, dang, I would have never noticed that growth if I saw this every day. But I do notice it because I was able to step away, come back and look at it again. And I think that is the same thing that happens as we learn to embrace the process of day-to-day growth. Yeah. And I think that there are some art forms where that's harder than others. Hmm. And there's somewhere it's really easy. And I think that, you know, if you're in one of those where it's harder, like, for example, some people like baking. I, I wouldn't consider that like an art in the entrepreneur podcast way. But when you get better at baking, you can instantly tell because you taste something you're like this is delicious with, you know, something like songwriting. It can be really muddy Hmm. of like, am I progressing? Is this really actually good? Hmm. And you're kind of looking at it with the gaze of the artist and the author. And it's hard to separate from that for sure. And then, you know, something like painting could be the same thing where you're like, you're looking at a painting you did and you're like, this is maybe better than the last one I did. Hmm. And so I think that's where it comes into play of like, keep perspective. Don't just look at the one you made last week and the one you made today. Hmm. You can look back into the catalog and say, oh, that's the first painting I made. And these are the last three I made. Look how much growth I've made. Yeah. Another way for us to kind of enjoy that journey towards success is to be okay with not having everything now. Not having all the resources that we think we want or that we think we need, that actually gives us the ability to develop creativity. And so in the same way we're developing our craft by playing guitar or by painting every day or by writing on a regular basis, that is us developing our craft. How are we developing our creativity? One of the ways that we can develop our creativity is to put ourselves in specific circumstances and then create out of those circumstances. And one of the best ways that I've experienced to develop creativity, which is kind of like coming to a problem and saying, how can I solve this problem in an interesting way? How can I present this idea in a way that's compelling? How can I use what I have access to in order to achieve the things that it is that I'm trying to achieve? All those things are creative thought and creative action, and they take time to develop. And I think being limited when it comes to our resources really forces us to step into a place of developing our creativity. And the way that you say that, you said not having all the resources we think we need. Mm-hmm. The word think there, I think, is more important than maybe you even intended it to be. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. But, you know, I know a lot of musicians who started out just, oh, I want to sing, but I can't just sing, so I'm going to get a guitar. Yeah. And it's, or they go, oh, I can't find someone that can sing, so I'll start singing. Yeah. You know, people start off just like wanting to do one thing, but they think they need someone else to help them. Yeah. And then they can't find that person. They, oh, I couldn't find a drummer. So I taught myself drums. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Yeah. You you couldn't find a drummer. So, you know, you looked for a week, couldn't find one. Now you're a drummer. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you know, you think you might need all these people to help you out. Maybe you don't. Maybe you could be that guy that plays 10 instruments and 
can make their whole album on their own. On the other hand, it's also really great to invite talented people into your process oh, and definitely. not feel like you have to do everything on your own. Right. And that is where you think you need more time, but maybe you need more people instead. Yeah. Uh, the next idea is, I mean, all of these things can be summed up in be patient. Um, a few weeks ago on the podcast, we had an episode where we talked about, okay, what is this big idea that you have? What is the full vision? What is that scope of that thing? Write out in detail everything that you can imagine when it comes to the dream you've been dreaming, the thing that you want to bring to life, the creative vision that you have for yourself. Okay. Now that you've written out in detail what all of those things are at the top of the page, write 10 year goal. And I think so often we have this limited, this limited vision of how long something is going to take when in reality it's way better for us to expect things to take a long time and that means that we have to develop patience to not give up when everything that we think we want isn't right before us right now and lastly keep trying tweak what you're doing and try again and that is ultimately how we get where it is that we want to go we don't suddenly arrive at the destination. It's all about the process of developing as artists, as humans, developing our ideas, developing developing our skill set, even coming to an understanding of what it is that we want to do through the process of doing, not through the process of sitting idly. Um, this is how apps are made. Iteration. They talk about it all the time in the tech community. And I think that we can apply this in a helpful way to our creative process. Don't think you have to have the final product today. See your whole creative career as an arc of iteration. That what you made yesterday will inform what you make today. And what you make today will inform what you make tomorrow. And over time, you'll develop your habit. You'll develop your voice. And ultimately, you'll become the artist that it is that you didn't even know you wanted to become. And you'll stumble into success somehow, probably in a really unexpected way. Yeah, and I think one way that this can be visualized really easily is for musicians especially, take a band that you think maybe has like an album that you're like, oh, this is genre defining or, oh, this is like the opus of their career. It Maybe that's 10 years into their career hmm. and go listen to the first album. See if you can dig up some demos from before that first album even. And you can track that progress of like, man, they're really, they're starting with an idea. Yeah. Maybe they don't have their whole identity. Maybe it doesn't even sound like the same band. But by the time you get to that opus, and a lot of times you'll notice it's like steady growth, steady growth. And then they get the album before the opus. And then it's like this huge leap up where it's like they really figured out what they're supposed to be doing. And that's when they kind of hit that money spot of like, dang, they're really, they got it figured out. And, you know, you can track where you're on that path for yourself. Yeah. And um, and also, I mean, I think just talking about, you know, the, the lifespan of a, a music act, looking at their records, you know, a lot of fans will talk about how record number two or record number three just sucked. Sophomore so, slump. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, allow yourself that kind of freedom. Just yeah, like, keep putting stuff out. And it's not going to all land the same. It's not going to all be received the same, but it's part of the process. And that's where we started today. We started with this idea that success is missing the mark until we don't as much, but we still will, but let's do it a little bit less. Definitely. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always a joy. Thanks for uh, being part of the Entrepreneur Podcast process. 
and uh, follow us on Instagram at Entrepreneur Podcast. We'll see you next week. We'll see you there.